You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Steady Picks Radio, Wake Up and Wager. Welcome into the show. Happy uh, Monday it is, sort of, kind of. June 21st, the Sixers lose last night at home to the goddamn Atlanta Hawks. Come on. Jeez. We'll get to that. Um, We'll get to the other NBA action Throughout the weekend that we had Of course we'll get to the MLB Uh, I've got two plays In the MLB today Two plays One I think you'll really like Ricky Okay Outside of that um, We'll take a look at the NFL Division odds And win totals Take a quick look at those We got no NBA tonight So light night in the NBA It's a good opportunity to, to take a look at the NFL and some of these win totals, some of these divisional betting odds. Um, Dan's Dan Morgan's show at uh, nine o'clock, which is nothing but net. He'll be looking at the NFL today as well. It's a good day for it as uh, there's no NBA games tonight, so it's a great night to do that. Um, Ricky, SteadyPicks.com. It's free to sign up these days. Sign up, take a look. We had a rough weekend, but uh, we always bounce back. We always will. We always do. Um, tough weekend for myself. Tough week. Uh, although I say tough weekend, as the I'm steady picks sure system hit John Rom and I hit John Rom as well. So I say tough weekend, but really, everybody had a winning weekend because of John Rom, despite a terrible and one. You had him as well, Ricky, didn't you? Entire staff had John Rom. Did Big have- John came on and gave John Rom. <laughs> Everybody true. had John Rom. But did you give it in play, Ricky, or were you before the before Thursday? I don't remember. Um, you know what, Tom? I'm I'm actually not sure if I have him on my steady picks card, but I literally had like six John Rom bets uh leading up to <laughs> throughout the week. He he was my most but the thing is I'm an ASU guy. You know, that's my uh, I'm an alum. I always rock with the ASU guys. Sometimes I bet them literally for that reason only. So part of me literally just bet John Rom because I always do. I can't take too much uh, credit for thinking he'll win. But yeah, I steady, hit him, Tom. I uh, hit a big. Wow. And yeah, the steady pick system had uh, half a unit him to win. I had a half unit. I'll tell you what. I couldn't have uh, handicapped. The U.S. Open any better if I tried. My three bets, Ricky, for the weekend were Louis Oosthuizen to finish top twenty, plus one fifty. Hit. John Rahm to win, plus ten fifty. Boom. And then Colin Morikawa to win, who finished like fifth. So the three guys that I liked <clears throat> finished within the top five. I mean, I had Louis Oosthuizen and John Rahm. I had the top two guys involved in, in, in action. Oh, that's that's what you needed. And you needed that, Tom, because your baseball picks beat me up a little bit this weekend, too. Yeah, it's a, loser it's, you on You just Friday. need a little John Rom love, though, and it all goes away like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, loser on Friday, loser on Saturday. Yesterday we went one and one on baseball um, for, like, plus – Point three units is what we got out of that. So not the end of the world. And again, you pick two dogs. You go, you go one and one. 
You're up a little bit of money, a little pizza money. <laughs> pizza money. <laughs> now the sad part of yesterday. You know what, Tom? I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind even further, please, because I just, just started say, that. That's not where I expected to start the show, but there, there's just so much to get to. Go ahead. What a fucking roller coaster of like a seven days. And what I mean is, you started off at the Bob Meanery thing. So we wake up Thursday morning, and Bob Meanery is promoting Steady Picks. Now, that's a huge day for us, right? It's a very exciting day. We then oh go God, over yeah. two or whatever. Um, the whole staff pretty much loses on that day, and it it feels like the world's ending. Like that was such a sad moment for us. We're all crushed. You know, we've been red hot. We have a losing day. Then fast forward to Sunday, and all of a sudden, John Rom wins, and that uh, that losing day turns into a big winning day. But then moments later, Tom in the Sixers game. I'm finding myself giving all my money away live betting on the Sixers. So this weekend I went from just one extreme to the other. I probably gave all my fucking John Rahm money away live betting the Sixers last night, truthfully. Like, oh. Ricky, I bit my tongue so hard to not bet. I did not bet the Sixers last night in any which way. Not live, not pre, nothing. I didn't bet them. And I was really proud of myself for the same reasons that you're feeling upset because it's they were so hard to bet on. And you just had this feeling, at least I did, I had this feeling in my gut saying there is no way that they lose to the Atlanta Hawks at home. Like fourth quarter, we're going to figure it out, something. We are going to end up blowing this team out of the gym. Didn't ultimately happen. It's tough, Tom, because I I also didn't bet them. And I, for the same reasons you said, I didn't feel good about the game. I just wanted to watch it as a fan. But then as the live action's happening and they're down in the second half and I'm getting like minus 110 money almost on a Mm -hmm. minus 300, minus 295, I started pouring it in because – I didn't believe the Hawks could win. I, I just couldn't accept it. I couldn't wrap my head around a Hawks Bucks fucking Eastern Conference final. Who's watching that shit? Good luck, NBA. But Ricky, you think about the Sixers. You look at the Sixers and their team and their lineup. To your point, you you sit there and you're like, there is no way that the Sixers are going to lose this game. They looked so good all year, and now they just realizing that they can't cover the pick and roll if their lives depended on it. If their lives depended on it, they could not defend the pick and roll. To save their them. lives did depend on it yesterday, and they failed. Yep, and That's they, why they're on vacation right now. They actually limited Trey Young. He didn't have a great game. But that pick and roll, like even if he's not having a great game, other guys are. Because of the yeah. pick and roll that we cannot defend, it will always blow my mind the pick and roll we go over the screen we lose them completely they run into the paint and then it's basically Embiid you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't you step out and cover him and he dumps it behind you to Capella who's guarded at this point by Seth Curry or you come out or you know you stay back and Trey Young goes for a floater over your head like what do you do the real, the real issue, Tom, you and I both know it, is that Ben Simmons better not be back on this team next year. Like it's, that's, it can almost be left at that, in my opinion. You know what the is if we learned one thing this postseason, it's that Ben Simmons, a better not be back. B, anyone who wants to refute this and who wants to say otherwise. You show me a superstar who needs to be pulled out of the fucking game in crunch time. Literally. Needs to be taken out of the game because he's a liability on the floor in crunch time. And he's a star. He's a max player. I hope we can give him away, Tom, because after that performance, you got you got to hope that there's one franchise and one GM who still believes a little and who's just might be a bad fan. I can fix him. Is what we need. Yeah, I can fix that. One guy, just one guy who believes it. That's all we need because 
I'm not that guy. And I don't, don't think see, anybody in Philadelphia is. Ricky, I like to think that if I was in the NBA, you know, me right now, I would look that horrified to be on the court and to play basketball on this kind of stage. Like every time you look at him, he looks like a deer in a headlight, like driving, you know what I mean? Like it's just, that's what I'd look like on the floor in a game seven. You're a professional NBA player. Like you've got to have a little more mental strength than that. And he just looks like he's going to crumble at any moment. And, and I mean, to not, he tried to take a couple of shots last night and he missed them all. But if he does that more often, he's going to make them. Like, something happened to him on the back half of this year that has just turned him into mush. His brain is mush. It's, I think it's partly what happened to Carson Wentz too, Tom. And that's Philadelphia got on him and he couldn't handle it. And but we supported, in a way, him. Broke we supported him. him so much differently than Wentz. Like Ben, people have until this morning, everyone until the still. I'd say, but even till this morning, everyone still loved Ben. They weren't booing him at the free throw line. They were roaring when he made him, which yeah is silly. I get it, but I I truly believe up until this morning, Ben Simmons still, with all the shortcomings that he that he brings, I believe he still had Philadelphia's, but Philadelphia still had his back. This morning, I don't think that's the case. I think it's gone I, I as of right now, this morning. No one in Philadelphia wants him on the team anymore. Fair, agree, not Tom. fair, I'm not sure. Look, I mean, he played some great defense last night. He truly did. But you can't be a max player superstar and just play good defense. It's that simple. I got guys that can play yeah. good, de- almost as good defense for a quarter of the cost of you. Who can hit their free throws. And probably shoot threes. A 3 and D guy that can get that done. Let me ask you a wild question right now, Tom. Yeah. Did you watch? Let me, let me ask you this first. Did you see the Phoenix Suns game? I did not. I did not see. I was watching golf. Okay. Well, just so you know, Mikel Bridges was oh. a big part of the reason the Phoenix Suns won that game. Both sides of the floor. Huge defensive stops at the in crunch time. Okay. A guy like that who the Sixers gave away, drafted and then gave away, I would argue you couldn't trade Ben Simmons for Mikel Bridges right now. Oh, I Literally. don't think so. If you went to the Suns with that deal, I think they'd laugh in your face. I think they might laugh in your face. And if you go back <laughs> six months and think about, wow, if we offered, you think we could get Mikel Bridges for Ben Simmons? You would have you would have been thinking more of guys like Lillard, mm-hmm. Harden, you know, Bradley Beal. Now, after this, I don't think people want to know what that pool probably looks like of what you can get for him, too. But I'll leave it at that, Tom. Yeah, I, I don't just, want to it's, be It's a, it's a shame horse. because... He killed his value in the process, too. And not only that, I, I like the guy. I do. I want him to be good. I just want, like, nothing make, would make me happier than to see him, like, improve in something. Like, improve his free throws or, like, okay, he's getting all this criticism. Well, he comes out in game seven, and what's he do? He takes advantage of the moment. And he starts getting in the post, and he starts shooting shots and dunking on people. I mean, there was a there was a play where he was backing somebody down. He beat the guy. He kind of dropped the ball for a second, ran under the basket. He picked it up. All he had to do was rise up and absolutely hammer it down. And oh, then he, I saw this. And he did that little pass to Tobias, and he got creamed. I mean, he went to the line, or it was a Thibel. Foul. He, yep. And then, but he then he went one for one. Dude, Ben, you should have had. Two points and one possible three-point play. That's the kind of stuff that gets you NBA championships and what doesn't. He should have been hanging on the rim there. I know the exact play yep. you're referring yep. to in the second and half. Tossed it out to, yep. to Thibel. And, and that's my last point on Ben Simmons here is that I so badly, just as a person to a person, wanted him 
to just have a good game and just say, like, Philly, I hear you. Coach is telling me the same thing. I want you with the headset at the end of the game telling me how hard you're working at something. But no, we're never going to see him talking on the headset at the end of a game. You know what? That's that's a good point, though, Tom. And I want to also second that in saying, you know, I know we we talk a little crazy on this show sometimes because that's what we're, we're here to do. But we I wish nothing but success for Ben Simmons and every single player that in the league and in general, you know, I don't wish bad things toward anyone. But that being said, like, yeah, I'm Ben. I just don't see it anymore. And it's one of those situations like with Carson Wentz, too, where you wonder if it's like best for him at this point to get a fresh start somewhere, too. And if you really care about the guy and you want it to work out best for both parties, like he could probably use a little restart too, somewhere that doesn't know about his, his shooting gips and everything or and isn't sure quite as frustrated about being, it. Being good, right? That's how it always works out. Just then like Wentz is going to be great LeBron this year. at that point. Yep, and just like Wentz is going to be fantastic this year. Fuck Wentz. <laughs> Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Let's take a quick break. Speaking of Carson Wentz, we'll get into a little NFL uh, discussion. Uh, team win totals, divisional odds. Let's talk about NFL a little bit and our, our good friend Carson Wentz. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Be back in a minute. Steadypicks.com and become a member today. A Steadypicks membership is only $20 per month and gives you all the tools you need to become a better sports better. Use promo code RADIO for 50% off your first month and follow us on social media at Steadypicks for daily updates. Enjoy listening to Steadypicks Radio and be sure to head over to Steadypicks.com and sign up today. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Tom, Ricky, we're your hosts. Just got finished with uh, the Sixers uh, and, and Ben Simmons. Looking ahead, NFL. Let's talk about the NFL, Ricky. We, For those that don't know, we haven't had this show during the NFL season yet. But uh, NFL is one of our main focuses here uh, for Ricky and I. Uh, from a handicapping perspective, from a just overall fan perspective, um, NFL is one of the bigger times of the year. One of the it, probably the biggest sport that we focus on. Um, so, with that oh, being yeah. said, Ricky, I want to take a moment and just look through um, some of the divisional odds and the win totals. See if if there's any bets that you've made yet, Ricky. Are there any bets you've made? If not, there are. if so, what are they? And if not, tell me what is catching your eye. Where do you want to start? Win totals or division odds? Let's go to the divisions. And I'll, I'll hit you with what I already have locked in, Tom. And I locked these in, actually, on the show with uh, Dan Morgan and yourself a little while back. Oh, I'm just seeing these Sixers futures tickets too. Damn, fucking Hawks. But we're going to move on. We're going to move on. All right, Tom, <laughs> this is what I got. I got the Rams to win the AF or to win the NFC at plus 600. To win I've their, got the, the NFC, their division, or the, the, the conference? The entire NFC, the conference. NFC. Okay. I've got ugh, the Colts to win the AFC at plus 1,300. I've wow. got the Rams to win the Super Bowl at plus 1,300. I've got the Falcons to win over 7.5 games. Made this bet before they traded Julio. Not not thrilled about that. Uh, they should still get it, though. And that's all I've put in so far. Okay. Um, go back to the Colts for me for a second. Okay. So you bet the Colts to win the AFC. I did. Tell me why. 
all the trash talking Carson Wentz that you do. Tell me why. That pick has zero percent to do with Carson Wentz. I think when we when I put this in, I I, I was saying you could literally put a trash can behind center and this team could still be competitive. But Tom, best O line in football. Jonathan Taylor, absolute animal. I don't know if you saw in the playoffs. Once they took him off the leash last year, the guy became a huge problem. They've got good receivers, good tight ends, a fantastic defense. The team is just loaded. I don't know if people realize quite how good this Colts defense is, too, with the Forrest Buckner in the middle and Leonard and the safeties. I mean, the team's just just loaded. I saw a lot of value. Interesting. They win in the trenches too, Tom. So like the, the D line strong, the O line strong. Wentz. I never thought I'd hear you take a bet backing the Colts with, with your boy Carson Wentz. Me neither, but again, not so much. Truthfully, I'm not just being a hater, but that bet has nothing to do with Carson. If Jacoby Brissett, he's not even on the team anymore, but if the backup QB came in, I still feel equally good about that bet. And that's part of the reason I like the bet is because it's not contingent on one player. Like you place a Chiefs future, you lose Patrick Mahomes, you can burn that ticket, it's done. Yeah. You know, and there's certain players like that. I don't feel that way with this Colts team. I feel they have a, a good team, which is what we look for. Okay. So a handful of bets there. Are those going to be posted on the website today? Those ones are already posted they are that posted. I just rattled good, off. Good, good. Yeah, so those are the ones that I already have up. Okay. And the only bet that I have made so far, which I don't know if you, if this is up anywhere either, to be honest. The only one that I've made so far, and I talked about this with, with you and with when we had um, Dan on the show um, as well. The... Minnesota Vikings to win the division. What are those odds right now? Those odds right now are plus 260. Okay. I'm seeing it right now. To win the division. Um, I bet it at this number and I bet it around plus 350. As well, back when we had this talk with Dan, the line's coming down. Again, this is a play where you really just don't feel like Aaron Rodgers may not play. He may struggle, if that's even possible, but something weird's going to happen with the Packers. That's what that bet is really reliant on. And if I had to pick the Vikings or the Bears, I'm going Vikings. Hmm. So that's the I, play that I really like so far. I love that, Tom. I know you've been really on the Aaron Rodgers won't be on the Packers train, which you've been trying to really capitalize on that. I just feel like, you know, I just really don't think he can, he will be, or he won't play, or it's going to get ugly. And you don't want any part of that. And as soon as something does happen, you better believe the Vikings are going to be $2 favorites, to, you know, or them and the and the Bears will both be minus 150, minus 120 to win the division. So um, other divisional game, under, divisional odds that I think are interesting, do you think the Broncos at plus 500 to somehow finish ahead of the Chiefs, is that even... Worth I don't see looking it. at you don't see it. Most I don't see it, don't. but I like the Broncos to, as a, a sleeper team to potentially slide in as a wild card team. Like I'm, I'm bought in on the Broncos. They're just not winning that division. People, some people believe the Chiefs could run the table this year based off their schedule and having an O line, but I don't know. I, I, I'm not going that far to say that, but. Certainly wouldn't bet the Broncos. And the Colts are plus 105 to win the division. If I had to make another bet, that would be the one that I take. I think the Colts 
for all the reasons you mentioned, and I do believe Carson Wentz is better than than you think. Um, I, I think plus one hundred five is a pretty good bet for the Colts to win the division as well. Um, win totals, Ricky. Something that I usually bet. I bet a lot of when we get down to right before the season, like the NBA and the MLB, I bet quite a few of these. Um, I haven't bet any win totals yet, but I really am intrigued by the win totals. I always am. Um, so nothing, there's not a whole lot of these that catch my eye right now. Um, there really just aren't. Do any of these catch your eye, Ricky? You know what? Some of them do catch my eye, but I still feel like you could hurt yourself betting too early right now because think about it like this, Tom. Think about the list of good things that could happen to improve your team, your odds on a team right now, and then think about the list of bad things that could happen to hurt your odds, whether it be injury. Like, There's no more Julio Jones-type moves at the moment that I think are on the fringe of, you know, drastically changing the odds for a team so now you're just kind of looking at the board like like my falcons bet is a great example i locked that in the moment i saw that seven and a half number open because i you know i think the falcons are going to be decent this year then julio gets moved still sitting at seven and a half by the way yeah it's interesting because the line didn't it's still 110 on both sides which is where it was where i got it so it, it didn't impact their odds at all but see sometimes I, I think it's hard to and this is one of the more interesting things about all of just sports betting in general is how do you quantify how many wins or how many points an individual player is truly worth like for them to move that line you're telling me Julio Jones is going to win you one more or less game like it is, they're saying he made no difference. The books, because it wasn't even adjusted after the move, right? And it probably shouldn't be adjusted. He probably makes no difference in the amount of wins the team has. I don't know, though. At the same time, a receiver like that, like if you look at the Falcons going back years, he he certainly won games for them. But, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like it, it is so interesting and hard. Even guys in the, you know, just in the NBA that get ruled out, you know, oh, Harden's not playing. Well, how much does the line move? Two points? Three points? Is that what he's worth to the point spread? Three points, that's it, for like one of the best players in the NBA? And that's that probably still too high. It's probably adjusted too much when it's something like, Three, three and a half points. No individual player is worth that much. That's what I've come to realize. No individual player is worth so, so much. Now, arguably, a quarterback is going to be worth more. If the Packers lose Aaron Rodgers, that's going to be worth some games. No doubt. Oh, yeah. But most other positions, pretty much every other position, is really not worth anything, which is weird to think about. I feel like unless it really creates a a hole or a liability, like the Falcons in particular, you still got Ridley, you still got Pitts now, and you got all, you got other pieces that can replace Julio. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Like a Rogers can't be replaced. He's, he's an irreplaceable piece. Yeah. But what's interesting, Tom, I have one that just really caught my eye. Okay. The Denver Broncos total is set at eight and a half. Now, the reason that this is so interesting is not is because Deshaun Watson wants to go to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers wants to go to the Broncos. That's why I was interested in the plus 500 divisional thing, divisional uh, winner. So, but the thing is, Ah, you're you're making. I don't love it, 
if we're dealing with Drew Block and Teddy Bridgewater in that division where you're playing the Chiefs twice, you're playing the Chargers twice. Um, so the only way Ricky, you're gambling on that. Yep. The only way you're ever going to beat a futures market when these numbers are so sharp, like these numbers are really, really sharp. The only way you're going to beat this is if you guess ahead of what actually happens. That's essentially what you're doing in the futures market. I mean, like, look at any, like, even this year as the NBA was winding down, I was looking through my uh, futures tickets, like, on regular season wins and, like, totals, and I'm like, dude, every single one is, like, one game away. It's, like, on the, it comes down to the last game of the season. If they win, it's over. If they lose, it's under. It's, like, seriously? It's that, like, good that it's right on, like, a whole season? And you, all these injuries and heart buzzer beat. You got the book, got it all right, and they're one game teetering on the edge. Data. It's incredible. The only one that I bet that wasn't down to the wire was the Hawks over. Because they blew that, they blew that out pretty good. Fuck the Hawks. (laughs) But it always just amazes. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. How sharp these win totals are. So the back to my original point, the only way you're going to beat them is by trying to find the edge before it happens. Yeah, I, I like that, Tom. I, and you, you're right. Like, I'd be curious to go back a year, and I'd like to do this on one show as we approach the NFL season, to go back last year and compare the all the totals to, let's like just get a pen out and we'll tally how many of them came within in a, like a full one game? You know, how many came within one game? How many were way off? And just to kind of gauge it, you know. I think but, you're going to be amazed because they are just sharp as a tack. And it's just the most annoying thing to think about. An entire season, injuries, everything else that goes into a season. Yeah. And it came yeah. down to week 17. Like, that's crazy. In another odd one that just caught my eye. The Steelers are eight and a half with a healthy defense returning and Najee Harris and Juju back, Ben back. I don't know. I think I think they go over that. Now this is a case again when we talk about season win totals for the entire league, it's always shaded over. Normally shaded over. I think when we did this math for the MLB, it was not as drastic as we thought, but it was still there. I'm curious what the NFL... No, it's drastic in the NFL. Yeah. They just shade the overs. So over betting is tough. I prefer going unders on things. I think the Eagles under six and a half is kind of an okay bet. They're going to be bad this year. They're going to be really bad. Sad to say, I, I hit the Eagles under hard last year. That was one of my biggest hits of any futures bet. Yep. You're right. Look, looking at the board for teams that you know have some question marks, like uh, like another trendy team, Tom, what are the Jags at? Because there's a lot Six of – Six and a half. I was just looking at them. <laughs> that's a team give me the under all day because there's so many people who are just trendy on the Jags. I don't – it's still a bad team. I still think that the Texans are over under four. They are going to win one game this year. It's just like then what if Deshaun Watson shows up? He can probably win four or five games himself. That's what I just hate about the unknown. But we are – the beautiful thing is we're getting to that time where the fantasy football magazines are going to start dropping. <laughs> the players are going to training camp. Everything's starting to move. And that's when you start attacking these bets. You know, when you start getting the training camp buzz, who's doing what, yeah. first couple key injuries happen, the market adjusts. And, you know, we're, we're not far away from the action. But I, I did want to touch on it because I thought it was a good day to do so. And, and of course, we love the NFL, so... 
it's a good good opportunity to check in, see where everything's at. It's always fun to look. Um, let's see here. There's some cool Tom too. I think you'd really like these. DraftKings has a prop called just to make the playoffs, and you just bet yes or no on each team okay. to make the playoffs. And there's a lot of value on the nose in these too, because a lot of the hometown fans in, in some areas will obviously grab their team, and uh, I I see a lot of nose that catch my eye. Now back that up a second. I think you said something interesting. The books will often, depending on where you are, they know, of course, that, you know, in Philly, people will bet the Sixers to do X, so we make those odds awful. Like, it's, I, I wonder if it's often profitable to fade the hometown team, if you will, in pretty much every season-long category that you can, even on so, a game-to-game basis. I mean, you know it's shaded. This is hilarious that you said that, Tom, because and I wish we could uh, bring a caller in from like Colorado or something right now because the Eagles specifically, I'm in Philly right now. For them to make the playoffs, yes is plus 260, which is not appealing at all for a team that's not very good. No is minus 335, so you got to lay a ton of juice. It's, it, they're giving you two bad options. And yeah, you know, look like, at the straddle on that. That's insane. You go to Colorado, I bet the Eagles are like a plus 350, yes, significantly higher for yes, and lower for the no. And I can't stand when the straddle on numbers is that high. Like, really? You can't come up with a sharper line than that? That's terrible. Like, the books just try and put out numbers for so many different things that I think they really, like, you can't bet that. The straddle is so high. And what I mean by straddle is the the difference between the two. We talk about this with the dime line in baseball. But you want those two odds to come back the other way as even as they can be. And as as the odds get longer, it's harder to do that. You can't do it at minus 280. You can't have the the perfect dime line that way. But you got to make the line. And that's just... A lazy excuse for not having a sharp line when you have a straddle like that. The beauty of more books opening in these legal states is that it creates competition and it should prevent that from being able to happen where the books are literally, in a that's a win-win for the books. They're winning on either side of that bet. In the one place that I've started to bet baseball, you'll like this, Ricky, you'll appreciate this, uh, win in New Jersey. Win bet, you familiar? Oh yeah, I'm familiar. Yep. They pride themselves, and I love this. They pride themselves on being the dime line, the baseball dime line book to bet. Like even BetMGM right right now, you look down this list: Indians and Cubs minus one forty five plus one twenty, twenty five cent straddle. Reds minus one twenty five, come back one oh five. 20 cent straddle Brewers Diamondbacks 20 cent straddle when the line is minus 125 plus 105 like it should be minus 125 plus 110 plus 115 plus 115 would be the true would be true but like that's so cool that that book goes out of their way and takes pride in keeping those numbers firm because people that really bet on baseball like love that you know they truly like they 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 love that that's what it's all about. look at you you'll drive to jersey for a situation like that oh, i will to place your bets in i just appreciate versus <laughs> like ben mgm's robbing me on some of these lines that I, it's just like unbettable the thing with you know we we discussed this a little bit in a prior episode tom but the new better is very different than the better that we're accustomed to. Meaning like the 21-year-old, 22-year-old, that upcoming better that BetMGM and DraftKings is marketing to in a way, they don't even know like what you just said would fly over their head. Like, what do you mean? They just want action. Which is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. They're not, 
they're not driving to Jersey to get a better line. So yeah, it's just funny how how it you know it all depending on how you bet will kind of determine how you feel about that. And uh, the one thing I always appreciate um, about I don't know if you're familiar with Bill Krakenberger, but he's one not. of the more in the industry. He's one of the more um, kind of unfiltered guys around. Like if he has something to say bad about your sports book, he'll say it. And it's a, you know, and he doesn't do it in a nasty way. He just tells the truth. So if you're doing something weird or shady or whatever, he he'll just points it out. He just points it out. He doesn't blow you up about it, but you know, same thing as these as these lines. Like he's been on talking about certain books a lot, saying like these lines are robbery. Win bet timeline gives shout out where the shout out is deserved sometimes he doesn't even mention the books that do something uh bad he just says like some of them do this this one however is good and does x but that's enough that. man's got a little uh little endorsement deal but no, no he definitely I, I, doesn't i'm sure he's you know he's probably a serious better and, and uh, he, you know, he'll, he's that. right now he's out on the East Coast traveling to, to AC and some of the Philly sports books he's around. Um, and he's been kind of like reviewing his like what he likes about each one, what he doesn't, how the books treat him, how the casinos treat him in general. Pretty interesting just to see what kind of like a high roller type of guy kind of treatment he gets. That it is. It's funny, too, Tom. Uh it's kind of similar with pick services and stuff. So, uh, like when we did this this Bob thing, when we got a lot of uh, the Bob Meanery followers messaging us and got to talk to a lot of those guys, a lot of them tried out a lot of different services. I guess Bob's the type of guy who's promoted a bunch of uh, pick services. So his his followers have had some options, and there's some of them that you know these people really really hate i'm not gonna throw any names out there but a couple names kept popping up that you know people don't like and then there's a couple that same way as uh the books here that they felt a little better toward and you know had a more of an honest fair experience and uh treat the people right and they'll come back i think that's what it ultimately comes down to you're giving out bad spreads you're giving out bad insights we don't want it and even the people that, that came, you know, and there we had a tough weekend besides Rom, but you know, blowing blowing us up. Tom sucks at baseball. Tom sucks at baseball. Well, Tom's actually pretty good at baseball, and if you just respect anything he says, you know, you might learn something. So it's not about winning. Oh, Tom, no, but like, like I'm serious. It. Like you can't win every day. Like it's a joke. You're gonna lose. You're gonna win. What? Like you gotta respect what people are saying, and that's all you can do. I mean, my God, it's it's free. The thing with you're us gonna blow, too, Tom, which I think is most important in determining the difference, and I I say that because it was mostly positive. Like we were losing, and people still said, "This is awesome. I really enjoy the service. This is this is cool. This is free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm about it." Despite the losses, because at the end of the day, everything that's in the write ups. Is true. There's yep. no lies in there. That's hard work, research, dug up data. Yep. We're a lot fueling of somebody who's who's passionate about betting on sports and numbers and data. We're fueling their like fire to like look into that stuff. Yeah, like we might even when we lose, every fucking word of that write up was true, and that was good insight. And you you could flip it if if you read that and say, you know what. That's good insight, but I actually think I'd like it the other way, or I actually think I want to stay off because of that. Like, our job is essentially to throw the write ups up and sell you on. If 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 you're not sold, don't bet it. We're betting it if it's up, but um, it's just interesting, Tom, because I say that all with positivity, and because mm-hmm. I'm grateful that the people, all those new uh, people who came in, appreciated the service despite a rough weekend, and that's fucking that. awesome. I love to hear that. Well, then it's a good thing because I we got... gave you Rom. So you know what? We gave you Rom too. It wasn't even a losing weekend. <laughs> Relax. 
And uh, then on that case, let me give you two MLB plays that I have today to wrap up the show, Ricky. I've got two plays. I like this because I want you to show these people what's up who are on top right now. (laughs) Two (laughs) plays. Two and oh. Two and oh it is. Yesterday, we did have a small profit yesterday. Plus point three units. Um, One and one. Tigers won. Good win on the Tigers. Um. Two plays today. Tigers, are you fucking kidding me? Tom, I'm I'm struggling. Gosh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Just stick to the system, Ricky. Here we go. I'll give you two two good ones. The first play um, is going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks at home. First five. We're betting the first five here. The Diamondbacks, I love it. We need a win, and we're go- we're going Diamondbacks. <laughs> I thought you'd like this one. I thought you'd like this one. Diamondbacks. Let me give you a few reasons why. Again, first five plus one hundred. First five. And this is a fade Brett Anderson to the moon type of play. Expected ERA of seven point one two. Expected batting average is the. One percentile in the league. What were the odds on this? Uh, the full game is plus one hundred five. The first five is plus one hundred. Plus one hundred. Um, there has been one. Uh, Brett Anderson, his last start, he gave up no runs with nine strikeouts. Had the best um, game of the season. Up until that, he let up pretty much three runs in every single game and multiple home runs. Diamondbacks are good enough at home that I think they can, um, you know, they are they have lost 10 straight. Don't get that twisted. I think it's been a lot more than that. I think it's approaching 20, Tom. Might even be over yeah. 20. Yeah, it's a lot of game straight. I know it's a lot. And that's why we're not taking them on the full game. We are taking them first five, fade Brett Anderson. That's all I can say. Just we're fading Brett Anderson. Simple as that. First five. All right. And I'm rocking with you, Tom. Just so you know. He's bad. I, I rocked with you through the, the hot streak, the cold streak. I always bet you picks, no matter what. Except for uh, the Tigers yesterday. And look what happened. <laughs> Can't pick and choose. Got to play the system. Um, Merrill Kelly on the other side for the Diamondbacks is good enough. 4.5 expected ERA. Just about as middle of the road as you could ever imagine. So Merrill Kelly and the Diamondbacks, first five. I think they can get that done regardless of their long, long losing streak. Second play today. I think you'll like. It's going to be the the Dodgers. As a dog, plus 105 against the Padres. Um, yes, you Darvish is good. His last start, he hasn't been great in uh, June. Two runs against the Mets. Gave up two runs against the Cubs. Four runs against the Rockies. It was in, in Colorado, so take that for what it's worth. But um, I don't. You know, Darvish is really good, but I like the opportunity to get the Dodgers in a divisional dog, line move in their favor. They still have Julio Urias pitching, who's very good. So divisional dog, line move in their favor by at least 10 cents here. Might be 15. I got a wild stat. A wild stat with this game. Okay, go ahead. The Dodgers have only been an underdog once the entire season prior to this game. This is the second time, Tom. We are how many games in right now? Almost 70? Over 70? 71 games in. 71 games in. The Dodgers have been an underdog one time. And they lost. <laughs> and they lost. This is this is the second time tonight in game 72. As that's that's insane. Like even those loaded Yankees teams 
Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. Uh, is this like all time shit you're seeing? It's got to be. It has to be. I've never. It's just That's up crazy. and down their roster. And usually a team like this will have some bad pitchers that put them in dog spots, like bad starters. Dodgers don't yeah. really have that. They don't really have any bad starters. They got like. They got. Yeah, they got depth behind their starters. Jeez, but hey, Tom's Tom's on the Dodgers today. Another thing we didn't think we'd see, but the I mean, reasoning sounds strong. Yeah, it's down 10 cents. You know how we feel about divisional dogs with a line move in their favor. I don't think Tatis is going to play. He's questionable, so that'll help us. Um, Again, you Darvish is good, but... I mean, everybody's got a price, and especially the Dodgers' offense. Just, you know, they're really good. I don't see how they, uh, you know, this isn't a close game. At least they don't have a chance to win. A little plus money. Uh, I'm going to take that every time. I like it. So two plays for me. Ricky's plays will be up on uh, SteadyPicks.com later on this uh, this morning today. Make sure you go on check that out. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so much for joining us. Ricky, you got any, uh, anything else for us here as we close it out? Yeah. Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Social media accounts. We'll remember this. Don't you worry. You enjoy your little victory, your little fresh Prince of Bel-Air shots you're taking. We see them over here. We see them. Just know we don't forget. They're going to get swept. Story's not over. They're going to get swept. Fuck you, Trey Young. The Bucks are going to kill them. Have a good day, everyone. Promise me you can tell now what might kill and what might sustain.